everyone, this is Klaatu. You're listening to the New World Order Season 12, Episode 18. And in this episode, we're going to talk all about LVM. I kind of hinted toward it at this in the previous episode, and, and even stuck some stuff into the show notes, uh, which you may or may not have seen. I know a lot of people don't really see the show notes because it's on the site, or it's, it's in your RSS feed, but when you click, you know, play, you don't really see those notes, and that's fine. And that's why I'm talking about it today, actually. And I think I've, I've, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before on this podcast, probably. But I just feel like it's, it's something that, that a lot of people aren't really super cognizant of. And I feel like it, it bears talking about more. Just because it, it's, a, it's a technical thing, but it's really cool. It's not as scary or as confusing as a lot of people think. And it's just kind of something good to get a handle on. It's also something that, you know, if you know how to do manually, then when your computer does it for you, it seems a lot less magical because now you understand what, what has been happening behind the scenes. And I say that because a lot of systems these days, a lot of Linux systems these days do use the LVM thing and they just kind of do it magically. Or they, they give you the choice at install time, you know, hey, do you want to use LVM? And then they either just do it for you or they send you through this long, complex, potentially confusing, you know, quote unquote, helpful setup wizard where you're you're trying to create this LVM and you're thinking to yourself, I'm not even clear on what LVM is and I don't know what I'm doing. So that's fine. If you do it manually, you'll get a much better understanding of how it all works. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to set up LVM and then eventually we'll also probably set up Lux. I don't know. It depends on how long everything takes. So let's get started. So what exactly is LVM, you might be asking yourself? Well, I'm going to give you a quick overview of it because, frankly, I don't know that much about it myself. All I know is that it is a system by which your computer is able to look at a bunch of disks, a bunch of physical hard drives, and pretend like they are all one big single drive. That sounds a lot like RAID, you might be thinking, if you know what RAID is. And and you'd be right. It is It is very much like RAID. It is kind of, it, it's, I guess, if you really look at it, it's like a RAID 0. It's just taking drives and lying to the computer and saying, this is all one drive. Now, RAID traditionally, uh, I guess traditionally, is a, a hardware-based thing where you have, you have, like, all your little drive connectors and you plug them into drives and then you snake all those drive connectors back to some, some little board with an embedded chip in there running probably Linux, um, and it's saying, okay, well, sure, I know I have five drives connected to me, but I'm going to tell whatever else is up, whatever's upstream from me, I'm going to tell it that there's just one drive, and it'll hand off data to me, and I'll, I'll just make sure that it gets to all those different disks. Um, now, there are software raids as well, which, which can do that just on the software side of things within the OS, but the the I think in my impression is that the big fancy RAID things that you that you you know the RAID controllers, that's kind of embedded hardware that you don't really have a whole lot of say in how it works. Whether you want say in that sort of thing or not is up to you. I'm just saying that's that's a lot of times what you when you're talking about RAID in the enterprise that's kind of what you're looking at. LVM is software based. It does it from the OS side and you have you have some say in how all of that stuff happens. Again, you may not even want that much say in it and that is kind of how LVM can help you because if you have I mean if you're at home and you have two drives, you can just you can you can wing it. You can hack your way around the fact that you've got two 
drives on your system. I've done that before. You know, you you get you got you got your computer set up. It's it's perfect. You're you're happy. Suddenly you realize I need another terabyte of storage. So you throw another storage, uh, you know, uh, another terabyte of storage in there, another hard drive, and you think, well, I could like I don't know, repartition some stuff or extend a file system or something. But you know what? Who cares? I'll just make an. I'll just call it slash home two or slash storage or slash big disk or you know whatever and and that's where you put your overflow like all the stuff that you don't want on your on your little main drive that you started out with you put onto your big drive and that's just kind of how you manage and then there's an advantage to that you know because that now it's a self-contained drive that's a standalone thing that you could pull out later and hook up to your laptop and also use you know so it's there's there's some freedom there, but in a real life kind of bigger scenario where you have people using a system, you obviously wouldn't want that sort of thing. You don't want to have to tell half of your people, hey, if uh, if that one shared drive gets full, just go to the secondary shared drive, and, and then you've got people coordinating, hey, which shared drive did you put that on? You don't want that. You just want to throw disks into this big bucket and say, hey, computer, um, make sure when people save a file it gets to some play it gets to into some storage storage media in this big pool of of storage i don't care which physical drive it ends up on i just need it to get saved and that's that's what lvm does for so first thing i'm going to do is i'm going to insert two not one but two thumb drives into my computer because i don't have blank drives um that i want to 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 lose so i'm just going to use thumb drives and I'm going to be very careful while I do this because what I'm doing will uh, erase contents. They, 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 this could be a potentially disastrous episode for me if I mistype, in other words. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to not type anything incorrectly. This is all going to be correct typing. Uh, let's give it a go then. So I've got two thumb drives. And this one, I don't know how many people know this command. Um... But it's really, really handy. It's really great to know. It's one of those commands that once you learn about it, you just you wonder why you weren't told about it earlier on. And it's called lsblk, list block. I, I, I imagine that's what that stands for, list block. Yeah, list block devices, LSBL, lsblk, all one string. Hit return, and it gives you a really, really nice human-readable printout of everything, of, of all hard drive devices attached to your computer, where they're mounted, just everything you would ever want to know about a device attached to your computer. So I'm going to actually remove my thumb drives now, and I'm going to do an lsblk, and I see that I've got a, b, c, d, e, f, and g currently connected to my uh, computer. So that's a bunch of drives, a bunch of internal drives doing various things, a couple of external drives. This is obviously my, my desktop, not my laptop. So I'm just going to plug in two drives now. I'm not going to mount them. I'm just, I'm just having them there. And then I'm going to do, so remember I, I was up to G, so let's see what happens if I do LSBLK now. Uh, there's G, and then at the end of that list is H and I. So those are the two little thumb drives that I just plugged in. So a, uh, SDH is 1.8 gigs. It is not mounted. There's one partition on that drive that is, I guess, 16 megabytes? Yeah, I think that's correct. This was a Slackware in a re, uh, recovery disk is what this was. And then SDI, which is a 3.8 gigabyte drive, thumb drive, and it's got one partition the size 3.8 gigs. 
So what we're going to do is we're going to use LVM to take those two thumb drives and treat them as one disk. Is it possible? Can we do that? Let's give it a go. Okay, so the first thing that we need to do is uh, certainly first we'll do some parted stuff so that we can kind of analyze these disks. And I mean, we just kind of did, but I'm going to do this anyway because in real life this is probably how you would do it. So I'm going to do parted. Actually, first I'm going to do parted rm. I need to remove the partition that is already there. So I will do uh, parted slash dev slash sdh and then space rm space 1. This means that I want parted to look at dev sdh, which I know from list block is, is, the, is one of the drives that I've inserted into my computer's uh, USB port. And I want to, I know that it had one partition, so I want to remove the the first partition. So rm space one on parted slash dev slash sdh. Uh, so I can do that, and it tells me you may need to uh, update etsy fs uh, tab. I don't really need to do that, but thanks for telling me. So now if I do an ls block, I see that sdh has no partition listed on it anymore. It's just sdh, and it's 1.8 gigabytes. So we'll get a little bit better of a reading on that. So I'll do parted slash sd, um, dev sdh, uh, and we'll just do a print. And that tells me, actually I'm going to do that again, and this time I'm going to do a grep. I'm going to pipe that through grep disk with a capital D. That's a little bit easier to read. Okay, so the total size of this disk, or this, uh, yeah, this little thumb drive is 1940 megabytes. It's pretty close to what we saw earlier, but that's fine. Um, so what we'll do is now we'll create a partition on that with parted space slash dev slash sdh, and then we're going to do an mkpart space primary, because we want this to be a primary partition, not a not a extended or logical or whatever it's called uh, partition. And let's say, let's try to start at zero. I don't think that's going to work, but let's do it. And then 1940, so right up to the very end. And it tells me that this is not um, aligned for the best performance. So I'm going to cancel. I'm going to do that again. And this time I'm going to do everything the same. Parted slash dev slash sdh. Make part primary 1 to 1940. Hit return, and it tells me you may need to update Etsy FS tab. Now, that's something about parted that I just, I'll never probably understand maybe maybe you do maybe you can email me and tell me but there's this weird thing about the alignment of I don't know the stars or the disks or the sectors or something where if you try to create a partition from zero to you know the end of your disk or wherever it always pretty much tells me oh you can't do that I've tried uh, redoing it from the first uh, sectors you know like from like, like the first sector in, so if it's a 512 byte sector size, uh, which parted will inform you of the sector size if you do the parted slash dev slash sdh or whatever uh, print, tells you the sector size, and it, it doesn't work either. So I, I just, now I just sacrifice that first megabyte and, and just tell it to start from megabyte one all the way to the end, and that pretty much always gives me an error-free result, so... So I don't, I don't exactly understand why that happens, to be honest. But I haven't, I, by the same token, I have not looked into it. So there you go. That's that's how I do that, and I'll do the same thing with um, SDI. So again, you have to remember if there is already a partition, then you need to remove that partition. So parted slash dev slash SDI RM1, and then we can just confirm that real quick with either a parted dev SDI print, or I could just say LS block, which is what I do, and you see that, yep, SDI no longer has a partition, 
it is 3.8 gigabytes. So let's do parted slash dev slash SDI print grep pipe grep disk. Oops, yep, that's good. Uh, 411 megabytes. So it's pretty much the same same process here. Dev SDI parted dev SDI make part primary, and we'll say that this is going to be from one to four zero one one, and then ls block again, and now I've got so I've got maximum partitions, give or take a megabyte, on both SDH and SDI, and those are both just labeled one and one. So that was just setting up the drive. That's just getting a drive off the shelf and formatting it, pretty much. The first actual LVM command, the legitimate LVM command that we're going to run, is vgcreate. vgcreate is the way that you... I think of it as digging a hole, to be honest. You you create this big hole in the ground, or a pool, a swimming pool, or a bucket, whatever you want to think about. You're, you're, cre you're, you're creating this area where you're saying, that's a big hole that I'm going to throw storage at. Anytime I'm low on storage, I'm going to take a physical drive and throw it into that hole. That's a volume group. So volume group create, VG create. Uh, and then we need some kind of name to call our volume group. So we could call it, um, let's call it storage, I guess. And then we need to tell it where we want our volume group to, we, we need to, to start off with something. You can't just say create a, a volume group out of thin air. You, you need somewhere for this volume group to start. Now the place that we want it to start is slash dev slash sdh1. And I'll hit return and it is processing this information. What it's doing in the background as it's processing is running a command called pvcreate, which is a physical volume create. And, and actually, it tells me that. Physical volume, dev slash, dev slash sdh1 successfully created. So it kind of earmarked this drive. It says, hey, nobody else used this drive because it's part of a volume group now. It's a physical volume in a volume group. And that, that makes sense. I mean, it is a physical volume. I could, I could reach over right now and pull that thumb drive out of my hard drive. That's how physical that is. So that's a physical volume. But its bigger purpose in life is to be a part of the volume group storage, which has now been created. And it is its only member. That, that, that little thumb drive, 1.8 gigabytes thumb drive, is the, the singular member of the storage volume group. And now it gets a little bit weird because, so we've got this volume group, and we've got all of these hard drives, well, all one of them, in the volume group. So in theory, we just have, like, all of this space. And you, and so in real life, we would, we, you have to start with something, so we would start with one, one drive, and it would probably be more like, you know, a 4 terabyte drive, not a 1.8 gigabyte thumb drive, whatever. And, and then you'd probably throw another drive in there. And so you'd use a different command called VG extend, the volume group extend command. To, to add to add more storage into into your pool. So you would you would bring in another and you, we'll do that together in a minute, but I'm just saying up front you would probably do that. So you would have all of this storage, you know, you'd have like 20 terabytes of storage or something or 40 or 80 or whatever. And and then you'd have to go you'd look at it, you'd stand back, you'd look at your big volume group called storage and all those hard drives that you threw into it. And then you you would you would have to decide, well, how am I going to divide all that stuff up? And that's where the, the, the LV part of LVM, Logical Volume Manager, comes into play, is that now you've got all this, you've got this big metaphysical hard drive, now you get to divvy it up and, and, and make volumes out of it, cut, cut slices out of it for, for people to use. So what we're going to do now, we're going to do that now 
and you're just going to pretend like we don't have just one thumb drive in here. We're, you're going to pretend that we have like 20 things in there and that we've got a lot more space than 1.8 gigabytes. So let's say that we're looking at this and we say, well, you know, the, um, the, um, the finance department needs a gigabyte of space, so, so we'll create a slice for them. One gigabyte is more than they'll ever need, uh, and so we're going to create a slice of one gigabyte space for the finance group. And the way that we're going to do that is we're going to do an LV create, and then I'm going to do the dash dash help so I can remember exactly what the options are that I need. But so LV create. So we're going to create a logical volume, logical volume create, LV create dash dash size. And then we're going to say plus one capital G, one gigabyte. And we are going to carve this slice out of storage. And I think this is going to fail uh, because it wants an actual path to our storage space. And no, it didn't fail. Okay, I'm I'm I surprised myself, or rather, LVM surprised me. Um, so storage was enough for it to identify what volume group I wanted to add this logical volume to. And um, in fact, you know what? I'm going to do an ls mod right now. ls mod, uh, and then I'm going to pipe that to grep -i dm -mod dm -mod no, I am not running that. Okay, just making sure, because I wasn't... There is a kernel module that eventually I will have to run for LVM drives to be mounted to my system, and I wasn't sure if I was already running that, and that's how it knew, or what. But okay, so anyway, logical volume create knew where to find storage, and it, it found storage on, in my, in, you know, the, the volume group pool, it found the, well, the one called storage, and it looked at it and it said, yes, I, I see that there is one gigabyte space available, so I will create a one gigabyte slice in that. I will call it logical volume LVOL0, and that's what it created. Now we can we can introspect, we can see all of that stuff. Is that introspect or just inspect? Uh, we can inspect all of that stuff with uh, VG display, volume group display. And that scans the system for any volume groups and reports back on those things. So this VG display just now, just no arguments, just VG display, shows me that I have a, v a volume group found, and it's called VG name is called storage. The format is LVM2. VG access is read and write. VG status is resizable. VG size is 1.8 gigabytes. And then it probably tells me somewhere how much of that is available. Yeah, it does here. Al allocated PE size 256-1 gigabytes, free PE size 824 megabytes. So it's reporting on the status of my volume group. On the pool of storage, I have allocated 1.0 gigabytes, and I have free 824 megabytes. Now notice it's not telling me where all that storage exists. It doesn't care how many physical volumes I have in my in, in my pool. I mean, it does report, it says current PV, it tells me one. But, you know, it's not telling me, like, okay, you've got one gigabyte spanning, you know, three different drives, or, or you know, and, and you've got, you've got 824 left that span three more drives, three other drives. It doesn't care about that. It's just telling you, hey, you've got this pool, here's how many devices are in it, and here's how much space you have used up. And that's good, because we, we are not supposed to care so much about what we've got in our pool, we just care that we have a pool. Okay, so the next thing I will do is an LVS 
which is display information about logical volumes. So we should find that we have a logical volume here. This might be the command that I was thinking of that I would f that would fail. No, it didn't fail either. Um, LVM is just really surprising me today. I thought I know that there's some kind of module that I need to load eventually. But anyway, so I've got LVS and that scans the system for any actual logical volumes. So I should have probably run this before we created a logical volume just just to show that it could result in nothing. But now that I've got LVOL0, it reports back on that. It says, yes, you've got LVOL0 that exists. It is a member of the volume group storage. Here are some attributes about this. Here's its size. And then it would tell me about a bunch of other stuff if, if it was a little bit more active than it is. And all of this um, kind of makes me realize that I've got this storage pool, I've got all the hard drives in it, I've got a slice allocated, but now how do I use it? So, I mean, you know, you, you could do like an echo hello world or something and redirect that to, I don't know, slash dev slash, what would it be, lvol0 maybe? No, that doesn't, lsdh1? Well, no, we can't, we could do that, but then we'd, we'd overwrite all kinds of uh, partition information, we wouldn't want to do that. Um, how, how, how do we do that? Well, the way that you do that, you know, to actually mount a volume group, or a, a logical volume actually is what you're doing, is you need to activate the volume group. So this, I don't love the the name of this command, but it is called vgchange. And I'll do a dash dash help again just so I get all the, all the flags that we'll need. But the vgchange um, lets you change the status of a volume group. And by status, I guess we mean whether it's active or not active, um, if it's attached or not attached or whatever. So vgchange-ay and then the name of the storage group, the, the volume group that we want to activate. So vgchange-ay storage. And it says one logical volumes in volume group storage now active. And if I do an ls, it doesn't really tell me where to find it. That's a little bit annoying, actually. But um, if I do an ls slash dev slash storage, then I find that that does exist. And furthermore, within storage, I find that there is a volume called lvol0. So now I could do a mount of dev slash storage slash lvol0 to slash mnt slash floppy. Let's put it there. And it tells me that I am not able to mount lvol0. And you can probably guess why if you've used, or if you're accustomed to using Linux at all. And that is, of course, that we have we, we have not actually created a file system on this on this device yet, or on this volume yet, yet I should say. So we'll do an m kfs.ext, let's do ext4, and I'll do a dash dash help so that I can remember all of the options that I've got available to me, and it looks like dash l is probably all I really need, dash capital L for label, volume label. I'll call it uh, finance, we'll pretend like this is the finance department slice, and uh, we'll give it the path, so slash dev slash storage slash lvol0. And it does its little making FS process, and now it's done. And now let's try that mounting option again. So mount slash dev slash storage lvol0 to slash mnt slash floppy. I'm just using mnt floppy because that's a 
preset in Slackware that I know isn't otherwise used. And that tells me that uh, I am now able, th that I was able to mount that and that I should be able to use it. So I'm going to go to slash MNT in Dolphin here, go into floppy. Yep, and there's the telltale lost and found, lost and found uh, folder. So I'll, I'll make a directory in slash MNT slash floppy and we'll call it um, shared folder, shared, share, share, just share. And then we'll chone that to clat2 users so that anyone in the group users can write data into it. And it looks like, yes, I can create things. I can create text files in Dolphin, and I could drag data into it, and so on. And so actually, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and echo hello world into slash mnt slash floppy slash share uh, slash hello dot txt. Cool. So now we have data in this little volume group that belongs to our our volume uh, yeah to to in the the volume that belongs to our volume group so the volume l vol zero belonging to storage okay so in real life what you would do is you would have your storage group your your volume group and you you'd have storage in it and you've allocated a file system or, or a, a slice of that drive to some to, for some purpose and you've created a file system on there everything's working fine and then one day people start complaining about not having room to save files onto the place that they thought they were supposed to be able to save and what's going on and why aren't you doing your job and all this other stuff um, and so you need to throw more storage into your pool that's what LVM excels at that is exactly what it is meant for but just to show them who's boss as they complain you get up casually from your desk and you say okay well I'm gonna go get a cup of coffee and then I'll look into it can't give them too much you have to you have to make them wait uh, and that's what we'll do right now to demonstrate the efficacy of this tactic. Go get yourself a cup of coffee, we'll come back, and then add storage to our volume group pool. doesn't look like we're going to get to Lux today, but that's fine. We'll do the LVM thing, and then maybe the next episode we can do Lux. So we've got our, our volume group. It is mounted, or rather it is active, and our volume, LVOL0, is mounted, but we are running out of space, our users are telling us. And so what we've done is we've sent our intern to go get us a cup of coffee while we rush to solve the problem. I know before the coffee break I said we weren't going to solve the problem until after coffee, but uh, in real life it's uh, a lot better to just actually get to the problem and solve it. In fact, it's even better to make it not happen. So you'd, you would, in real life, I guess we'd have some kind of monitor saying, hey, this shared volume is getting really low on empty space. What do you want to do about it? And then you'd send out the obligatory email. Hey, everyone, clean up after yourselves, get rid of your files, and then they would not do it. And then you would have to add more storage. Well, actually, you'd have to fill out a form asking for a budget so that you could purchase more hard drives. And then management would come back and say, well, why do we need more hard drives? But anyway, you didn't come here for the bureaucracy. You came here for the tech. So what we will do is we will create a new physical volume. 
And this was a command that was run in the background previously when we did our volume group create command. We just said, hey, volume group create storage, and we want to start at dev sdh1. Now we want to add sdi1 to our pool. So in order to do that, we want to designate sdi1 as a as an LVM volume, and that that command is pv create. And, and quite possibly, I'm not I'm not 100% sure. Quite possibly. Uh, this command would be run in the background anyway if we just jumped right into adding it to the pool. I don't believe I've tried that lately, so I don't I don't exactly remember whether it would fail or succeed. But what we're just gonna do a pv create space slash dev slash sdi1, and that should that should do it. And again, all that does is kind of it earmarks. I mean, I should look up exactly what it's doing, but if I'm not mistaken, it just it just writes some data to the beginning of the partition saying, hey, I'm I'm LVM. I'm a member of an LVM group. So don't mount me, don't bother me, just know that I'm a member of some LVM group. Okay, so it says physical volume dev SDI1 successfully created. And we could do a PV display, I think. Um, yeah, so PV display reports on any physical volumes attached to your computer. So PV display, regardless of whether it's a member of any group, it, it detects it and it prints out the information to standard out. So right now it's detecting PV name is dev SDH1, VG name is storage, and then further down, PV name dev SDI1, that's our new one, VG name blank, uh, and it says, yeah, and it even says like allocatable. No, it's not allocatable. So, so it, the computer sort of sees that the thing exists, and it sees that it's not a member of anything, and it tells you, well, you can't do anything with this, this, this thing because it hasn't been, it's been earmarked as a physical volume, but it hasn't been assigned, it hasn't joined a group yet. Okay, so hopefully this is all kind of starting to make a little bit more sense as you see it, as as you see the process through its lifespan, through its expected lifespan, uh, and you can do the same thing. Oh no, we did that before. VG uh, display. So what we're really going to do is we're going to do we're going to we're going to add this to the pool. So this is the act of throwing that hard drive into your big pool or your bucket or whatever you whatever analogy you came up with. So the command is VG extend volume group extend makes sense, right? And the volume group that we have available to us right now is of course storage. That's the name of the volume group. And if we didn't if we couldn't remember, we could do a VG display. You'll remember that command from before the coffee break possibly, and that would have reported on all the volume groups we have. Now we only have one volume group and it's called storage, so that's why we're doing VG uh, VG. Where did the VG v get off to? There it is. VG display, nope, extend storage. And of course, we, what, what do we want to extend it with? We want to extend it with SDI1. And I'll hit return, and it does that quite quickly because L, uh, PV create was already run. So it says volume group storage successfully extended. Okay, so now if we do a VG display again, I know we just did it, but if we do that again, then we see that we, it, it tells us that we now have um, VG size, the volume group size, no wait, sorry, active PVs, active uh, physical volumes is two now, it used to be one, you may or may not remember that one, uh, VG size is now 5.54 gigabytes, now you remember that it used to be a mere 1.8 gigabytes, and indeed if we look at allocated PE or the size, uh, that is one gigabytes, well we know that, that's that's our little finance partition that we have mounted on floppy, uh, but the free amount of space, the free size is 4.54 gigabytes, Previously, it used to be something like 824 megabytes. So we can see that our, our pool has now gotten bigger. We've filled up our pool with more resources. So now, of course, we can do pretty much the same, the same kind of 
thing. I mean, it depends on what we want to do with this space. I mean, we we're pretty we're pretty well off now. We have 4.54 gigs. We have room to spare. So we could do a couple of things. We could do an LV extend. So we could logic vol logical volume extend. So LV extend. Let's let's do a dash dash size and let's do another let's do another 1G plus 1G and we'll do that for the folks over at slash dev slash storage slash lvol0 and it says that it has now been extended to 2 gigabytes so if we go to um slash mount slash floppy slash share of course we've got we've got this this partition mounted and according to dolphin it says that only 907.4 megabytes are free still but we just extended it to two gigabytes so hmm, what's, what's going on well of course just because you extend something doesn't mean you've that you've resized its file system and that's what's going on here so if we do a resize 2fs slash dev slash storage slash lvol0 it i imagine it will tell me no it doesn't wow it can do that while it's mounted? That sounds crazy to me. Yeah, it does it while it's mounted. Wow, I did not know that. Um, so you can see how much experience I have with resize 2FS. I mean, I never use this thing except on a Raspberry Pi. So, and even nowadays at most distributions for the Pi just does that for you automatically. But anyway, um, resize 2FS, of course, is the extend, the file system extend tool for ext4. If you're using something else like XFS or, or ButterFS or whatever, then you would, you might have to use a different command. If you're using JFS, you cannot extend your file system. Um, not not that I know anything about that personally. Um, but yeah, so th we've just extended the LVOL0 as it was mounted, so people are working and we've just extended it. Suddenly people have 1.8 gigabytes free, whereas they used to only have, well we'll pretend, yeah, we'll pretend like they had nothing left because they'd filled their full gigabyte, you know, so 1.8 gigs free now and they're, they're off to the races, as they say. But but, I mean, that means, so if we do a VG display again, that should mean that we still have room to spare. We could we could create, yeah, it looks like we've got 3.54 gigabytes not even allotted to anyone yet. So we could do another LV create if we wanted to, just like we did before. Uh, we could do an LV create. Um, I need to do a dash dash help again. I just can't keep all of these different commands. Uh, so LV create size, uh, let's say plus 2 gigabytes. And we will do that from, or with in the, the volume group storage. And so LVM goes out to storage and it looks around. It assesses whether or not it has enough room for our two gigabyte request. It sees that it does and it creates a logical volume for us called LVOL1. And the process is the same there. You would make make fs.ext4-l uh, and you would give it to some other group, uh, maybe the marketing department. I'm just trying to sound official here. And that would be, of course, dev uh, slash dev slash storage lvol1, and it would create a file system on that on that slice, and it would report back to us when that was finished, and then we could mount it onto some other partition on our hard drive slash mnt slash whatever else I've got available. What do I have available in slash mnt slash zip or hd or cd-rom or tmp? Lots of funny little directories come automatically created, and I use them all the time. It's really it's like one of my favorite things about Slackware Bazaar. It's just like, oh, I've got all these predetermined um, di directories where I can where I can mount stuff without really having to think about it. It's, it's great. It's really actually quite useful. Okay, so there there I've got a, another two gigabytes mounted now on in my zip directory. There's my lost and found folder, and I could do the same 
type of setup where I create a folder and assign groups and then people could dump stuff into it. I won't go through that right now. So VG display again, and we should have at least probably, yeah, 1.54 gigabytes. So we'll do this one more time just, just so you can see a couple, or actually one more uh, option for LV create. So LV create dash dash size, and I'll do a plus 1. Point, uh, I guess 5 gigabytes. I'm kind of conservative that way, and I'm going to do a dash n to give this a name, a, a, a human-friendly name, rather than lvol0 and lvol1, and we'll call this multimedia, and of course we're going to make that out of the storage group, so storage. So dash n for name, and then it tells me, yes, logical volume multimedia created. So now if I do a slash dev slash storage, I'll see that the, the, the logical volumes within storage are lvol0, lvol1, and multimedia, and, and I could probably go back and create and rename the LVOL0 and LVOL1 to um, something more human-friendly, but I'm not going to right now. So there you go. That's um, that's LVM. That is how LVM works. Now, adding all that stuff to FS tab is a little bit tricky because, I mean, well, it's not tricky. It's just something that you need to, like, during the init, like, if this is going to be your boot drive, you have to make adjustments for that. You have to make sure that your FS tab knows where to find the logical, the, 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 the volume group, and then how to, how to activate the volume group, and how to, how to mount the volumes within that volume group once they are, once they've been created. And if, if, I think that's probably why some Linux distributions just automatically instantiate an LVM environment, because that way you don't really have to worry about it so much. You can create volumes, and it's pretty easy to figure out how to add them because all the syntax is there in FSTab, and because it uses the UUIDs, rather, I think it does, uh, rather than the volume names. I get that might actually be a product of, of of just of just how FSTab does things now. That might not have anything to do with LVM. But anyway, the syntax is there in LVM in FSTab, and more importantly, the um, your init sequence is set up for that. So for me, I would need to make sure that. I had, since I haven't compiled LVM support into my kernel, as far as I know, I didn't have to do anything with mod probe. I, I really thought there was like a very important um, module called dm-mod that I needed to have loaded, but I'm getting that that may not be the case. That's very interesting to me. But anyway, um, LVM support would need to be in your kernel in order for you to re to to, ins to to use an LVM as your boot drive, in other words. And certainly for me, that would require, well, now I'm not so certain, but I, I believe I would need to make an init RAM uh, FS and, and have that bring everything online and then mount all the all the LVM volumes and then continue. And I haven't done that in a while, so I'm not going to I'm not going to really go into that. But that is the LVM system and it's pretty nifty. It's pretty cool. It it gets really cool when you're not using 1.8 and 3.8 gigabyte sized thumb drives. That's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean it's it's really really useful because you can just like I say, whenever you run out of storage, you can just start throwing storage at your system and it's all it's it, it all becomes so nice. It's just transparent, you know? It just it just works. You throw another another hard drive in there, add it to your volume group, create uh, create the the or extend the logical volume, and, and keep going. You just keep working. Really, really handy. I used to use it all the time at jobs where space was at a, not not at a premium, but space space was getting used a lot because render files and exports of big movies and stuff like that. It, it would just chew through hard drives, and you would you were just always having to add more hard drives to your pool. But it was easy to do because you could just throw it into 
to LVM. Super easy. So there you go. That's everything I know really about LVM. That's 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 the use case for me at least. Um, it's a, I, I think I like it a lot because of all the different commands that let you inspect sort of the state of your of your setup. You know, the VG display, the LV scan, um, those kinds of things where it's just you can look. You could even PV display. You know, or PV yeah PV display. You can look and see what your system kind of has available to it, and you can kind of juggle things back and forth. It's 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 really slick. So anyway, hopefully that was informative for you, and um, yeah, you should give LVM a try. And next episode we'll talk about Lux, which uses LVM and or or it taps into the LVM system and gives us cool features like full disk encryption and stuff like that. Really cool. Look forward to it. Talk to you next time. Listening to the GNU World Order Ogcast. This has been Klaatu. You can reach me on IRC. I'm on the Freenode network usually in channels such as Ogcast Planet, Slacker Media, Slackware, a couple of others. My nick on IRC is not Klaatu. You can also reach me lately on Mastodon. My username there is at Klaatu at Mastodon.xyz. Of course, you can email me at klatu at member.fsf.org. That's klatu at member.fsf, as in Free Software Foundation.org. And of course, you can visit my various websites, gnuworldorder.info and slackermedia.info. I will see you next time. No, 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 it's all wrong. Timothy Van Patten is not the type for a gerbil. It's a hamster.